Hello, Rebels. You are listening to episode 126 of the Rebel Rising podcast. On today's show, we are welcoming back Tanya Geisler. She is a leadership coach, TEDx women's speaker, and a writer who teaches women and women-identified people how to step into their starring roles, own their authority, and overcome the imposter complex with unshakable confidence in their life, in their work, and in their life's work. Last time Tanya was on the podcast, she spoke to us about the 12 lies of the imposter complex and how they keep us from taking action to put our work into the world. Today, she's back to talk about how integrity, presence, and action are the three ingredients of unshakable confidence and how we can begin to cultivate that confidence in our lives so that we can put our thought leadership into the world. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Rebel Rising Podcast, where business owners, speakers, and entrepreneurs have real conversations about making the journey to becoming the next generation of thought leaders and influencers. This is the place to take a stand in your industry, get messy with your message, slay your mindset demons, and grow a profitable business that allows you to make a bigger impact while doing more good. Here's your host, the instigator of Three Word Rebellion, Dr. Michelle Mazur. Welcome back, Tanya, to the Rebel Rising podcast. I'm so excited to talk with you again. I am so excited, especially after you have relaunched the podcast. I'm just so excited about this new direction for you. Oh, thank you. Yes, and I wanted to have you back because... The work you do is so important for rebels who are on the rise and who want to see themselves as thought leaders and influencers. And so you were like top of my list for who I should have on the show under this new name. Awesome. Thank you. I'm totally honored to be here. Yeah. So the last time you were on the show, we talked about the 12 lies of the imposter complex. And for those of you who are listening, if you have not listened to that interview, I will hook it up in the show notes, but I highly recommend listening to that first because that's where we go in deep about what the imposter complex is and how it shows up. The focus for us today is to talk about unshakable confidence. So tell me, how does unshakable confidence relate to the 12 lies of the imposter complex? Just hearing you talk about this, I'm so excited. So I am in the right place, having the right conversation with the right person. I love it. I love it. So a quick, super quick recap of the imposter complex is that it has three main objectives. It wants to keep you out of action. It wants to have you doubt your capacity and it wants to keep you alone and isolated. So that's what it's really trying to do. So those 12 lies all colluding. Now we don't believe all of the lies at the same time. Like I said, you'd never get out of bed if that were true. (laughs) But what lie you are believing is going to point to one of those objectives. So those lies are almost diagnostic tools. The unshakable confidence model is also a bit of a diagnostic tool where we kind of go from the outside in, where we identify one of the behaviors that we might go to that is keeping us from 
activating on our very best. Okay, I'll try to say that a little bit differently. We are not in unshakable confidence when we are engaging in one of the behaviors, the behavioral traits that we'll go and hide out in, like procrastination and perfectionism and leaky boundaries and people-pleasing and comparison and diminishment. When we are believing one of those lies, or many of them, they will probably be pointing us to one of those behavioral traits. And when we know what those are, then we can start to access and shift our behaviors and our thinking around how we're showing up, and then we can activate unshakable confidence. Yeah. So can you give me an example of this? I think it would be just to make it more concrete in people's heads. Sure. So... You know, if you were to believe that you you can never you'll never be able to pull that off again. Okay, so that is a really specific lie. You'll never be able to pull off again. That's lie number eight of the imposter complex. When you believe that, you'll probably go into a place of either perfectionism or procrastination. Right? I'm never going to be able to pull it off again. So why bother? So the imposter complex is doing exactly what it's supposed to do, and it's keeping you out of action. Okay. Ah. Yes. So when we can see that we are having a crisis of action, like we are not, you know, we're not in action, then we can discern, oh, this is the place that is costing me my unshakable confidence. Ooh. So yeah, yeah, I can really see how that is this diagnostic tool. Like so brilliant, so brilliant how it's all come together. So tell us about the unshakable confidence model. Give us a overview of what this model is all about. There are three, I call them stool legs of unshakable confidence. You know, if you've only got two of them, you're going to be really wobbly. If you've got one, I don't like, I don't know how you're still standing. (laughs) integrity, action, and presence. Okay, so we need to have all three of these aligned and engaged for us to really be able to root into unshakable confidence. So when we have integrity and presence locked and loaded, then we can really trust in our unshakable confidence. And when we have presence and action locked and loaded, we can count on it. And when we've got integrity and action going on, we can activate from unshakable confidence. But we really are going to need some combination of all three to really engage in what I'm calling unshakable confidence. And there are three really specific, like for each of these, there are three really specific things that we need to engage in to root into integrity, to root into presence and to root into action. So I'm happy to go into those as well. Like, let's pick one and dive into it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick it because since I did the Starring Role Academy with you, the one that I struggle with the most and have been working on the most is presence. So let's talk mm-hmm. about presence. Mm-hmm. You know that presence is your Achilles heel when you go to the behavior of comparison and diminishment. So let's start there. So we know that we are in a crisis of presence when we engage in diminishment or comparison. This is where we are dimming our light, where we are spending so much time in in the place of comparison, where we aren't allowing comparison to lift us up, but rather to have us hold back. Let me just pause here and say that neither diminishment nor comparison are actually 
actually problematic on their own. It's really just when it's keeping you out of action or having you doubt your capacity or having you feel alone and isolated. These are the places where it becomes a problem because I just really think it's important to name that diminishment is actually, you know, a lot of these behavioral traits are actually coping mechanisms. They are survival mechanisms in some way, shape or form. So I'm not all about you know, stop dimming your light. Like I, I'm really not about that because there, there's some discernment and there's some care that is needed. But when you know for yourself, it is time for you to stop diminishing. It's time for you to stop comparing because you've got this work that you need to get out into the world. Then we understand that presence is where we really need to be able to activate from. Is that clear? Yes, that's completely clear. Because I know from for me, when we were doing that work around presence, my diminishment was coming from not letting compliments come in. Like somebody would say like, wow, this is such a remarkable idea. Or they'd say something nice about working with me. And it just wasn't penetrating my armor. I was just letting that bounce right off of me and not taking it in for a moment. And so I was diminishing and really not showing up for my work and also not letting people like tell me that they care about my work. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. I feel that. I feel that viscerally as you say that. And it's just, it's been incredible to get to watch the shifts take place in you. Thank goodness, because your work is so vital. It is so vital, Michelle, so vital. So for us to really be able to root into presence, I mean, it's technically we want to start with integrity, but that's okay. So we're going to, we're like assuming that we've got the integrity locked and loaded. Again, it's not really a stepwise approach, but I do think that integrity is a great place to start because, you know, build a foundation. Talk to us a little bit about integrity. Okay. So integrity, you know, I think a lot of these words, they're sort of like the word success. They mean different things to different people. But for me, integrity is really about what it is that you uh, stand for, what you stand in. This is a felt sense of your sovereignty. When we are in integrity, real true integrity, then people pleasing and leaky boundaries, they just don't write. They just aren't part of our lived experience because we really, we are obedient to our vision. Mm. We are able to show up authentically and we honor our word to others as well as to ourselves. Mm, that's a big piece of it. It's the honoring our word to ourselves as well as others. Because I know for yeah. some people and sometimes for me, it's so easy for me to show up for other people. And something that's important to me, it's like, oh, I can put that off. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're an excellent, excellent company. And again, it's because of the people pleasing. It's because of the leaky boundaries. These are, again, not problematic. They're survival mechanisms. This is how we relate to each other. It comes from an honest place. And our job is to be able to discern, you know, where does that need to end? And where does the activation of our brilliance need to begin. You know, it is about crafting and being clear about our vision, being clear about, you know, those things like we talk about all the time, our, our values, our brand of joy. Um, what is the three word rebellion? Like, and once we know what that is, we really need to lay it down, be obedient to that. So then we are really clear what our yeses are, what our no's are. Then we are able to show up authentically 
like I say all the time, this is, this is simple. It's not necessarily easy. So that's where it really begins for me. So once we have that integrity understood and we are working towards it, we continue to circle back and check in with ourselves and making sure that we are obedient to our vision and make sure that we are honoring our word to ourselves and we are showing up authentically. Then we move into a place of presence. Again, not exactly stepwise. I think they kind of sort of, they're like triple helixes yeah. coming around to each other. But for me, presence is really about, this is what you're here for. Integrity is about what you stand for and presence is what you're here for, what you are here for. That is really about knowing yourself, like just knowing yourself. Not even, it's not even an intellectual understanding. It's just like a knowing, you know, Mm -hmm. and we can cultivate that over time. The second piece is really being able to root into your power and not being afraid of it. And the third piece, and this is the trickiest one, seemingly, once you know yourself and have a deep respect for your power, it is near impossible to not be able to show yourself some of that sweet, sweet reverence that we show everyone else. So reverence is that third piece of presence. Mm. But yeah, that respect that you have for your work, the awe that you show up with for your work. I do want to comment like that owning like not being afraid of your own power to create, to create change. I think that's a huge piece for a lot of people when they're wanting to put their work out into the world. Having that power to help people and transform lives, that's big. And it is something you can be afraid of, even though you say like, oh, I want to help people. You know, I want to give them this transformation. There's also something that's a little frightening about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we've, you know, we have such a dysfunctional relationship with what power means because we see what happens when it's abused. Mm -hmm. So we're terrified that we are going to be complicit in that abuse of power. We are terrified that we are somehow going to conspire with the patriarchy, that we are going to use our power over people. It's unconscious and subconscious. Once we recognize what is here, well, we can root into how we know ourselves to be and we can decide how we're going to move forward with presence. I mean, Mm. I'm not here for crushing people. I'm here for activating people. As long as I am mindful of how that happens, where I'm being cognizant of impact and proceeding with caution and allowing my brand of joy, which is you know rooted in connection and generosity and gratitude, if I'm allowing that to inform how I, I lead, mm-hmm. it's really hard to I'd have to work at causing harm to others. That's not to say that it doesn't happen. Yeah. But once we are aware of it and aware of our impact, then I think we have more of a fighting chance. But really, it's about being able to uncollapse or even getting curious about what power means and not dissimilar to how we, you know, in a lot of the starring role work that you and I did together, we, we talked a lot about what authority means and what expert means and what thought leader means and all of these things that we kind of sort of want, but we don't really, they've come to mean something so different because they've been so badly abused that oh, yeah. we have to 
come back home to what these words, these titles, these roles mean for us and redefine them for ourselves. Yeah. And that reminds me of the interview I did with Lena West, who talked about owning your power and taking back those words because this podcast is essentially for the next generation of thought leaders and influencers. And I had a lot of apprehension using those words because of what they've come to mean and they're so bastardized in some ways. But then I thought of Lena and just being like, no, it's time for that next generation to reclaim these words and redefine them. Absolutely. So it is no surprise then that Lena West is my model of presence. She is my model of presence. When I, you know, when I was creating this, this framework and I knew I needed to illustrate it somehow, Lena was that because she is a, a woman who is really rooted in her power. She knows herself and she has a felt, you, you experience a reverence that she has for her gifts and her talents and her skill set and her energy. Just a deep reverence for that. And so if you don't know Lena West, dear listener, please go find her and her work. It is incredible. Also, think about somebody that you admire. I almost guarantee that what you admire most about them, I think <laughs> what you admire most about them is probably their sense of presence. Ah, interesting. So I, I'm going to go ahead, like, like Michelle, I know who you admire. And so if you think about that person in particular that I think we're probably both thinking of that I won't necessarily name, you can feel her power. You can feel she knows herself and has a reverence for it. Yeah. And she shows up for it. Like, I am here yep. for this. Yep. Absolutely. Love it. What does unshakable confidence look like in the wild? Like when you see someone and you're like, oh my gosh, that person has unshakable confidence. How does that like, can you tell us your own story around that? Or maybe someone you've seen it in? Because I would love to like have that concrete, like this is how unshakable confidence shows up in the world. It is such a, it's (laughs) anytime. (laughs) somebody doing something remarkable, they are operating from a place of unshakable confidence. I I just, I I don't even know how to to say it better than that. So let's just round it out and let's get into action for a moment because, you know, we've got a wobbly stool otherwise. So action is really about having this, this, you know, a willingness to fail, resilience and tenacity. So when the mic goes out, you just talk louder. I really wanted to name that those pieces because of course action isn't about you know, doing it perfectly. It's about just having a willingness to fail, being able to show up for your resilience and showing up tenaciously. This to say literally anybody who's doing something in the world that is magnificent, you can see that they are not tethered to perfectionism, but they're also not in procrastination. So that's what they're in action. So they are in action. They've got integrity locked and loaded and presence is here and they are, they are deeply rooted in it. I know those moments for myself when I'm truly powerful from the stage. It's because I am, I know what I'm standing in. I mean, I'm really, really, really here for my work and I'm doing it. 
The imposter complex doesn't have a chance when I'm in this place of unshakable confidence. I've seen you in places of unshakable confidence when, when you are just like, you are on your game. You know exactly what you stand in. You know exactly what you're here for. And you are activating from that place. How long is a piece of string? I could really just tell you like absolutely anytime you've seen somebody in their glory, that's what's going on. Ah. Uh. I love it because it's happening all the time. And when we see it, then, and knowing and having the words for it, having the words unshakable confidence allows us to name it when we see yeah. it and be like, yeah. oh, yeah, that, that yeah. is unshakable confidence. And that action piece is spot on. Like when you are putting out your work into the world, when you are putting out your ideas in, to the world. That takes some confidence for sure. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I mean, you know, we often do think that, you know, confidence creates action and really it's the other way around, right? You like you do the thing, you do the thing and you know that you there's a good chance you're going to fail or there's a decent chance you're going to fail. But what does failure mean? You know, this is where the imposter complex mm -hmm. loves to get really up in our grill about this. Line number three of the imposter complex is you are all or nothing. So if you think you have a chance, if you've got 50-50 chance of being all or nothing, it's a pretty scary odds that you're going to be nothing. So we don't take action because of that. But there's a big world between success and failure. So you know, like we've really got, we've got to expand our idea of what that means. And the other thing about the imposter comics when it comes to this, it loves this, this binary of success or failure because it's so concerned about you being inside of the pack that if you're too far ahead, it actually doesn't want you to be successful because you'd be, then you're too far ahead or a failure, you're too far behind. That's why it's so obsessed with that. Well, and it's making me think like going into the three-word rebellion work that I do with clients, I often tell my clients, you know, you just don't go live on Facebook one time and think this is going to go viral and is going to be a big hit. I'm like, you are committing to sharing your three-word rebellion, your viewpoints, your stories for the long haul because it is not a, I mean, it could be, I'm not going to close off that possibility of it being like a viral sensation, but I also don't want people to see it as a zero sum game. Like, oh, I shared a post on Instagram, nobody responded. So this is crap. So I'm not going to do it anymore. Because mm -hmm. yeah, the imposter complex really is like, it's either a win or a loss. And it's like, mm. no, this is a process. Yes, it's a process. That's what life is. That's what life is. So there's that resilience. There's that tenacity that like, you know, how do you respond in the face of zero likes on a, on a piece? You know, like, so how, how, how do you, how do you come back from that? Well, you keep coming back. You build that resilience muscles, those are the resilience muscles. So I just, I think it's really important that we have a, a quiz, the unshakable confidence quiz that will help identify for people which of the behavioral traits might be getting in their way, whether oh, it's yeah. through inaction or, you know, feeling alone and isolated or dead their capacity. And when you know which one of those behavioral traits you tend to go to the most often, we often, like we tend to go back and forth on some of these, 
But then we'll know if we're dealing, if we are procrastinating or we're kind of stuck in perfectionism, then we have a crisis of action. If we are stuck in diminishment or comparison, again, we're having a crisis of presence. And if we are in people-pleasing or leaky boundaries, we're having a crisis of integrity. And I think that then we have a fighting chance to really understand where we need to pay more attention because most often we're in action or we are in presence, but we may not be in integrity. And that's why things just aren't revving the way they need to be revving. Yeah. And where can people find that quiz? Because I think that would be very helpful for everyone to orient themselves to where they need to focus. Yeah. So it's tanyageisler.com backslash quiz. All right. And we'll hook that up in the show notes as well. So I have one final question for you, Tanya. Mm -hmm. Yes. What would the world be like if we all had unshakable confidence? Mm. A world where people are honoring their word, a a world where people are being obedient to their vision, who know themselves, who are are respectful of their power and each other's power, who are willing to fail and resilient and tenacious. I don't know. It sounds like a super joyful, powerful, propulsive, gorgeous world where where people are like actually fulfilling their purpose. Mm. Oh my gosh my cheeks are just flushed with the idea. You know, there's this really, for me, there is this, and I know that you feel it too, Michelle. I see the capacity in people. I see the space that the universe has carved out for people. I also see how we don't inhabit those spaces. We don't fill them out for lots of reasons and conditioning and uh, for survival and lots and lots and lots of reasons. So when I think about, I seriously feel flushed just thinking about people having filled out the entire space that the universe has carved out for them just feels like otherworldly, like what we are here for. That is so important. I feel that way too, because you are so great at holding space for us to fill what the universe has carved carved out for us. And I notice when I work with clients that I tend to create a very big vision for what is possible for them in my mind. And then I tell them and they're like, Ooh, can I actually do that? And I'm like, yes, yes, you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and what a difference it makes to everyone when that happens. You know, I just, I mean, I've often said I would travel anywhere in the world to see somebody like really, really living out their purpose because I just don't think there's anything more beautiful in the world than that. Truly, truly, I don't. So the idea that everybody can tap into their own felt sense of unshakable confidence at our most fundamental, we're always going to be activating to the highest good. Aye, aye, aye. I just, it literally boggles the mind. I know. In the best the, possible way. <laughs> I know, because the potential is so enormous yeah. and so yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Tanya, well, thank you. And everyone can check out the quiz at tanyageisler.com slash quiz. And where else do you hang out on the internet? Come follow me on Instagram so that you can like help me to sort this out because I'm still really trying to, I'm having a lover's quarrel with Instagram right now. But Instagram, you can find me at Tanya Geisler. And on Facebook, I'm at Tanya Geisler Coaching. Uh, Those are the places where you can find me most often that go to the quiz and you'll get some really helpful information about that coping mechanism that you tend to hide out in that does not make you wrong, but we can calibrate it and get you into that place of unshakable confidence. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tanya. My delight. Truly. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Rebel Rising podcast. If you enjoy the show and find it valuable, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you leave us a review, you help more people find the show. For more information on working with me on your three-word rebellion messaging or your keynote speech and speaker marketing, go to drmichellemazur.com. See you next time, Rebel Riser.